Well, the Pac-12 hasn't won a men's basketball championship since 1997. Could that change this year? Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with our beloved Conference of Champions. Will it be one this year? Eh, well, we will discuss that. Remember to like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show if you haven't already. I am joined today by Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. He's the host of Locked On UCLA Bruins. Uh, he's got one of the uh, two teams to support in the conference that have, you know, a shot to to climb the mountaintop here and it's certainly a a daunting task now the good news for the pac-12 at least on the men's side right the women have got this stuff taken care of right we don't need to you know ask them to up their game and whatnot they, they got to figure it out the men on the other hand have got arizona and ucla it looks like they'll be able to get two more teams in maybe somebody like utah or oregon makes a run in the conference tournament and they get five but if they get four in that that'd be okay but i think the biggest question here at the end of the day zach is Arizona, UCLA. Can one of those teams actually win the national championship? Because the odds provided by our friends at FanDuel seem to indicate they've got a decent shot. Arizona's had a lot of good wins, maybe more so than what UCLA has, even though UCLA's wins continue to get more and more impressive with Kentucky back in the rankings and Maryland back in the rankings. So for me, when I saw Arizona, I wasn't fully impressed. I thought this is the team that is not like last year's team with Matherin and mostly the same guys. UCLA, they have a defensive mindset that they will never be out of any game in the tournament, which makes me think they can go a lot further than Arizona, but their offensive, you know, they can get be a little shortchanged offensively, which scares me at times, right? Against Colorado, against Utah, even against Arizona in Tucson, they couldn't make a shot in a game that favored the UCLA style of play, low scoring, a little slower, and they couldn't win that game almost a month and a half ago. So both teams have their shortcomings, but Arizona's very big. Dare they get some outside shooting, they could win a game against somebody they might not be favored. For the Bruins, they've got national championship hopes, and I think they can do it a lot more than Arizona. It just comes down to can they win that game when they don't shoot the ball well in the tournament? You know, I've had this back of my mind skepticism frankly on on UCLA all year long because I like their team I, I love Mick Cronin as a coach and we've seen him make a run all the way to the final four we know what he's capable of come tournament time so I'm not worried on that front but at the start of the year I was thinking ah, I, I don't know I feel like they kind of need a Johnny Juzang who can be a go get a bucket guy on this given possession but the one thing that that I will say about UCLA, and they've kind of changed my mind on this front, is in the NCAA tournament, and you know this as well as I do, Zach, it's oftentimes about guard play. You cannot find a national championship team that hasn't had at least one high-level guard. And I think UCLA's got two in Jalen Clark and Tiger Campbell. And Jaime Jaquez, you can consider him a guard forward, whatever. He has also upped his game when UCLA has needed him to on the scoring front and they and they just they keep winning games they just keep winning games but then there is the element of Pac-12 men's basketball not particularly strong so how great is that where they 28 and 4 
right now. Like it looks four, really yeah. good. Twenty five and four. It all looks really, really good. And I think they're certainly a team that can make a run. But the question of can they win a national championship? I, I feel like they might need some help on that front. Like I look at a team like Houston. And I mean, I, I really like Houston. I know they're the favorites right now on, on Fandle, so it's kind of a chalk pick from me there. But I've liked, I liked Houston last year. I liked them going into this year, and they've been really, really good. And I'm just a huge Marcus Sasser fan in general, and I think Kelvin Sampson's a great coach. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. We'll start with UCLA, then kind of move over to Arizona. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that if they get the right breaks in the bracket – you could see UCLA make a charge to the national championship game. I'm not, I don't think it's particularly likely, but I also don't think you can rule it out. I mean, let's remember two years ago, they got the, the right breaks, right? They won the first four game coming back, and then they got those breaks in those first two rounds in games that they could handle after the first four. And then they just played out of their minds against Michigan, against Gonzaga in a game. They could have, and some might say, should have won two years ago on en route to a Final Four near championship game appearance two years ago, and who knows what would have happened against Baylor. So they got the right breaks there. Every champion needs the right breaks, right? Yep. Who would have yep. thought North Carolina was on the ra- on en route to being 20 minutes away from a championship? Nobody had Kansas pegged as a team who was going to win it, even though they're a one seed and ended up being the best team in a year where some last of us, year. Some, some of us did. Some of us had Kansas going all the way in their brackets. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we some of us picked North there. Carolina to get to the Sweet 16. Some of us did that. I don't know who. I'm just saying some people did, who I know, who I talk very personally with. Anyway, continue. <laughs> but yes, it, you, everybody needs the right, you either need the right break in the bracket in terms of matchup, say UCLA gets the right eight or nine seed matchup if they're a one seed, or someone gets upset Say a three seed gets knocked off if they're a two seed. Or you just need a game, even if it's the wrong matchup, you need something to go their way. What started that final four run, what, 15, 17 years ago? It was the fact that they had the Heartbreak City game against Gonzaga and Adam Morrison, their last championship. It was Edney going all the way across the court for a layup at the buzzer. Every championship team, final four team, needs that break. And at some points, as I've talked about with UCLA and the Locked On podcast on my side, you got to create their own break, and the Bruins tend to this year. When you look at the the latest bracketology from our good friend Joe Lenardi, who is an American hero, and I won't hear arguments otherwise, he and John Rothstein are just the only people I really need to follow uh, for the most part this time of year. That and you know anyone who's covering the, the Pac-12 media rights negotiations and sending things out only to have them rebuted late. Yeah, anyway, so um, right now, this is the kind of the example that that we're talking about here, Zach, is – the, the bracketology and it's, you know, Lenardi is really good at figuring out who's going to get in, but it's not an imperfect or it's not a perfect science in terms of predicting where teams are going to fall. But this is just an example of what we're talking about. His projected bracket right now, these would be the other top seeds that UCLA would be going up against as a two seed. Maryland would be a seven seed or West Virginia a 10 seed to play in the second round. Gonzaga at the three. I don't trust the Zags this year. Iowa State at the six. Virginia the four, St. Mary's the five, Kansas the one. Like, if you get that sort of draw, again, that's a projection right now, but I'm just saying that that's what will give me more or less confidence, frankly, in either UCLA or Arizona's ability to make a run here because I just don't fully trust any Pac-12 team right now because I've watched the teams play this year and the records aren't very good and the basketball from the teams with the bad records hasn't been that good consistently 
I need to see where they fall before I could, you know, feel more or less confident about one of their abilities, Arizona or UCLA's, to make a run to the Final Four. The other thing, too, is say UCLA wins this week, they get the one seed, right? Then they're the hunted team. Arizona could come in. I've always talked about my dad. We go back and forth. He brings up this point to me. Would you rather be the hunter or the hunted? And Arizona could come out. They could use this mindset of being angry, falling short of the one seed or being better than UCLA. They could be the hunter and go be one of those teams we didn't expect in March going a lot deeper. Maybe UCLA falls short of the one seed. That makes them angry. And then they go out and blow out teams that they should. But as you mentioned, the Pac-12 has kind of fallen short of expectations. But I think also, Spencer, I think this conference has been underwhelming in terms of the national alignment. I think the conference is a lot better than people give them credit for. It was just that first month. Not well, I guess, you know, they're they're better. The teams are better. They've gotten weird wins, right? Colorado's gone and beaten Tennessee. But then they're a middle they team lost in the to like who did they who's that team they lost to? It was like Missouri Valley State or something. I thought it was like, like Prairie View AM at home. I'll, 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 it was, I'll look, it was I'll look one it of those. It's on. weird because the conference has good wins, but then weirdly bad losses. So it's tough to understand. And no, they're not the best college basketball team, college basketball conference. Grambling. Yeah. They lost to Grambling, Grambling. and UMass. Yeah. Yes. But then they beat Tennessee and they beat Tennessee at full strength, mind you, because Ziegler's out. And then they beat Texas AM both away from home. So it's just weird, weird year in college basketball. We can't really pick who is the best team and who's not, who's going to make a run. Yeah. Well, FanDuel has an idea of who they think the favorites are, our official uh, sports betting sponsor here at the Locked On Network. And I want to talk about those odds for uh, just a moment. It's the midway season or midway point in the NBA season, which is the perfect time to download FanDuel. Lest we remind you, that March Madness is right around the corner. So you got to have FanDuel. Their app is safe, secure, super easy to use. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go there. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, Zach, their odds, they've got UCLA as the fourth best odds to win the national championship. And Arizona is in there at seventh. And that's kind of emblematic of... What I have talked about when we have discussed Pac-12 basketball here on the show this year, because it's it, it's pretty clear, at least to me, and I want your thoughts on this too. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There have been few examples in real sports history that have been the living embodiment of one of the most iconic lines from one of the greatest, probably the greatest sports movie of all time in Moneyball. There's Arizona and there's UCLA. And then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's everyone else. Like the gap between UCLA and Arizona is, and and the rest of the field in the, just in the conference has been 
gargantuan, I, I think. Like, I know there have been some upsets here and there, and Arizona State, who's a decent team, you know, beat Arizona on a half-court buzzer beater and all that sort of stuff. But, like, it feels like those two have really distinguished themselves more than in any year that I can really remember. Possibly, yes. Well, one, I might have to disagree with you about Moneyball. We'll, we'll have to talk about that one. But What's beating, what's beating Moneyball? You know, well, I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker for cheesy movies. Hoosiers gets its march. I love. Okay, okay, okay. That's a longer conversation. Let's table that discussion. (laughs) In the meantime, (laughs) in the meantime, it's I don't know. I I might disagree with you on that point because I think you have to give a little more credit to USC and Arizona State. It's still a gap. We, We there is a gap, but I think they're a little bit better, right? Arizona State proved to me. I thought they were more impressive than I thought they might be when the Bruins played them the first time, and they've been close. They also have weird losses. USC, the Oregon State games make me really question the Trojans, but with Iwuchuku back, their ability to kind of just break out, is this a year they can go to an Elite Eight or farther? They're by, scary. By the, by the way, on the USC front, and this is a consistent take of mine in March Madness, I will consider any team that's got great guard play, and Boogie Ellis is really good, and he's a guy who I can see going off for 25, 30 points in a March Madness game getting you a win. Lenardi's got them right now as one of the last four buys. Arizona State, I think, has moved into kind of the, the last Second four. Last, in. Yeah. yeah, their their last four. And I think Lenardi right now, actually, as I look at the bracketology, he's got him as the last team in the field. And, and by the way, there was a time when UCLA was in that exact same spot, playing for an 11 seed, went all the way to the final four. Like, you just have to get in, and then you never know what, what can happen. But we talked about UCLA Let's go to Arizona because I am surprised by how good Arizona is this year. I expected them to be good because I think Tommy Lloyd's a good coach. They've been a good program year in, year out. They can recruit. Totally expected them to be good. Did not see this level all year just because of the amount of talent they lost from last year. Benedict Matherin, Dalen Terry, like there were a lot of not just good, really good, including Matherin, who might be the NBA Rookie of the Year. They lost some high, high-level talent, and they've replaced it really quickly. I think it's a really encouraging sign if you're a Wildcats fan. And look, they were the last Pac-12 team to win a national championship on the men's side in March Madness. And what what sort of chances do you give them of going all the way on that front? I think Arizona needs the right bracket. I think they're a team that needs the path either opened up for them a little bit and then they can go make that run that's, in my mind, not expected. I looked at them, and I thought, maybe not this year, but they get the right bracket. If they can get with the right coaching from Lloyd, if he can if he can do that Georgia level of underdog mentality, even though they're pretty good, right, in football, right? Oh, yeah, well, we do less with more with Georgia. You know, what was that comment I saw? Yeah, that, like the oh, most yeah, ridiculous. People, yeah, Kirby Smart said, yeah, people <laughs> underestimated us. If, if they Lloyd said we can, weren't going to be any good. Like, wait. Did you get your team to believe that? Really? Uh, Yeah. If Lloyd can do that for Arizona and he can get somehow close to the western side of the United States and that Wildcat fan base can overtake an arena and get them in in a year where maybe there's less expectations, they could arguably go a lot further than they did last year with all that talent. But they do need, in my mind, the right bracket, which is maybe you get an overrated team from the Big Ten or the Big 12 or the SEC, and they've already beaten a Tennessee at home. They've already beaten some good teams. They won the Maui Jim Maui, so I might be discrediting them more than I should, but still, I think they need the right bracket, and they need some good shooting. 
They got the big men in the post. You got Tabellis. You've got Balo. Although they gave a lot of points to Arizona State, Arizona can score, usually with the best of them, is going to come down to their guards hitting big shots down the stretch. Because as you remember, you can't always feed the post in the late, late game moments. Yeah, no, that, that that's something that does worry me with Arizona. I, I think any team, I like, I like teams that have a great big man that they can go to, but I never want you to be relying on them. Like that's kind of been Oregon's problem this year and why they have fallen way, way short of expectations. They're preseason top 25. They're probably going to end up missing the NCAA tournament again, which is a discouraging thing in and it of itself for me as, as an Oregon fan. But and Folly Dante is really, really good, but their offense has just slowed this year at times and gone through these big, prolonged lulls that have made it irrelevant how well they play at the defensive end, which is usually quite consistent under a Dane Altman team and has been for most of the season when the team's been healthy. But the big man needs to be like your third offensive option. And I don't think Tubelis falls entirely into that category because he can score at all three levels, but I I'm with you. Like if I had to choose between UCLA and Arizona, whose guards and ball handlers, do I trust more? I'd go with UCLA, not just because of their experience, but I think overall talent and maybe I'm selling Zona a bit short there, but that's kind of where, where I land on it. Yeah. Cause you can't forget with the Bruins Bailey, you've got a three point shooter in Singleton coming off the bench. You've got tiger who might not shoot the best, but he's been the guy that gets the clutch buckets late and then, you know, Hawk is, is the, you know, stretch four, gets the moves down, might hit an occasional three. They've got more wing-like options. Although if Ramey's hitting threes for Arizona, you watch out. They'll probably beat somebody pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I want to ask you about Pac-12 basketball in general because it's not in a great place. You look at the other conferences, Big 12, Big 10, probably going to be in the eight to nine range. Uh, you know, somewhere around the SEC as well. And then there's a drop-off. And the Pac-12 right now is going to scrape to get four in, it looks like. I, I think USC is about an 80% lock right now, barring, you know, if, if they lose two games this week and go one and done in the Pac-12 tournament, that could maybe boot them out. But I don't see that happening right now, especially with – um I, I never want to try and pronounce his name because I don't say it often enough coming back off the off the injury. Um, Iwachuku? Yeah, Iwachuku. Iwachuku. Him coming back, I don't really see that happening. I think Andy Enfield is a pretty darn solid coach. So I think you're safe with three. Arizona State could be teetering. Oregon and Utah are sniffing around, but would probably need to win the conference tournament. What is wrong with Pac-12 basketball right now? Like I've said for a while here on the show, you know, next a, a year at the a year from now at this time, the Pac-12 will have a media deal. I pray. I mean, every day you just you never know. That's a stupid thing. But anyway, so <laughs> you can tell where I'm feeling on that right now. But a year from now, we won't have that. I would love to have shows that incorporate more basketball content. But if there's not as much to talk about or the league isn't very good or they don't appear on the precipice of ending the national championship drought that dates back to 1997, football's in a much better place than basketball right now. As you look across the conference, Zach, what, what is wrong with Pac-12 basketball? Why, why are we not better right now? Just across the board. Well... If you see the letters on my shirt, I think the last 20 plus years have to start here because, you know, <laughs> if you're a blue blood, you have to help it out, right? Arizona, 
you know, they they won a lot. They just didn't get the big win, right? It's been, what, 20 years since they made a Final Four? But, hey, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. While the Bruins have been to Final Fours, you can't have the most championships, have the greatest arguments because all the North Carolina fans, the Duke fans, the Kansas fans, they're all laughing in your face because the Bruins haven't done anything in our lifetime, Spencer. Pretty young. They haven't done anything in our lifetime. So first, well, a it final, starts to a Final Four is something. That's it's not something. Nothing. It's something. Yeah. But if you're UCLA and you talk history and tradition, it has to start with a national championship victory. So I think part of it starts with UCLA. Mick Cronin has certainly flipped it. So these last four years are a little different. COVID and all that. But before that, I think it starts with Now UCLA. you guys are going to ruin the party that we were starting to throw. You, you know, and then Arizona with Tommy <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> with Tommy Lloyd, I think they got the right man considering things went awry with, with Miller at the end there. It just, Dana Altman hasn't kept it consistently the last couple of years with Oregon. Utah, Colorado, so close. USC needs a Final Four run because they have a good coach. But the difference is, for some reason, in the Big Ten, you give love to Purdue, but when's Purdue making a Final Four, right? They're always a one seed or a two seed, and even with Jay Ivey, they couldn't beat St. Peter's to get to the, you know, have a chance to even play for a Final Four last year. So while there is a lack of respect, I'll put on my Bill Walton cap and be like, disrespect to the Conference of Champions, although in two years, I won't even come on your show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, like I feel like, especially West Coast, you know, I, there's a lack of respect. There's good basketball. It's not, you know, great talent outside the top necessarily. So there is a lack of respect top to bottom, but it hurts that Oregon State, while they had a great run a few years ago, is at the bottom, right? Wazoo, they go lose some weird games, but they're not a terrible team and they could win the Pac-12 conference tournament. It's just the bottom of the te- bottom tier of the conference is just so stinky in addition to the Blue Bloods, failing in the biggest moments to where it doesn't give you that overview of the conference as great as it should be. Yeah, I I think you make a great point. I think the middle of the Pac-12 has been just fine. And even like the the top-ish part of the conference has been consistent enough over the last decade or so. But they haven't had many teams that have been all the way at the top. I mean, the only Pac-12 teams to get to a Final Four in the last decade I'm pretty sure Oregon and UCLA, and they both done it once because I don't think Arizona's gotten there to to a Final Four even in. No, it's been two decades, two plus decades. Right, and then Colorado and Utah feel like they they've been trending up in some sequence in in, in some sequences, but then they, they're never able to really put it all together. Like I think Tad Boyle is a pretty good coach, but I've also kind of heard that for a really long time, and the results are like. Eh, they're like kind of there and Washington's a team. There's no reason Washington shouldn't be better at, at basketball, but they just haven't been. I feel like it comes back to most things. They just haven't made the right coaching hires, you know, like Washington Stanford go- too. Stanford shouldn't be as bad as they are. Right. And, and then when they bought them out and when teams bought them out, here's what the PAC 12, you know what the PAC 12 does better than anybody else, Zach, and you're just hiring terrible admit, coaches. Have, well, <laughs> having horrible teams that, that kind of has been the problem. Like this year, it's Cal. They have three wins. They're three and twenty. Like they when 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 teams bottom out in this conference, they don't they they don't go half speed. They are foot on the accelerator. I mean, and then Oregon's, of course, 
Cal, Oregon just State to cut win- you off there, because yeah. Cal, Cal then gets their two wins in conference. They don't get their three wins against the bad teams. They go ruin <laughs> the other team's season and clunk it up with the win there. But sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay, because, you know, Oregon State has that magical run to the Elite Eight. And by the way, you never know what's going to happen next week in Las Vegas. You never know, because who before the 20, what was that, the 2021 tournament predicted or was that is that right yeah that's right yeah, 20, yeah two years the ago. 2021 tournament predicted oregon state was going to win that and go all the way to to the elite eight who saw that coming i certainly didn't you didn't nobody else i don't think beaver fans even saw that one coming you know and so you look at a team like utah like colorado like oregon like washington state even and you say no it's ridiculous that they could even that they could win it they're not very good no a lot of them are not very good but it's March. Anything could happen. That's the best thing you can say about the Pac-12 right now. It's March. I, and, it's March, and anything could happen. That's all I we think, got. Though I think this could be one of the more entertaining conference tournaments in a while. This could be very mid-major esque. This next coming, I agree. Week in this conference tournament, because you know I don't. I'm not entirely sold that UCLA or Arizona are going to win the conference tournament. Because they, yeah, they, they they want to. But then the thing you run into is what's their urgency level? It's not as high as other teams that are playing to keep their seasons alive. Like UCLA and Arizona, their fate is not going to be significantly determined by winning the conference tournament. They want to, but I'm 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 with you there. I think it, it, it's pretty wide. I think it's pretty wide open. I think it's almost more fun. Forget Final Four. Who's going to win the Pac-12 conference tournament? I flipped between Oregon and Washington State back and oh, forth. Oh gosh, there. I'm sorry. I can't pick. I can't pick. I can't pick Oregon. You know, I, I, I they've I, just they've I, left they've let me down too many times this year, man. I've just seen a few it. a few weeks ago. I was maybe thinking Oregon. I'm I'm on the Wazoo bandwagon. I think they can get there. Is that your the, is that your official uh, pick to click to win the Pac-12 tournament? You think Washington State's about to go on a heater? They're my dark horse. It depends. It depends how UCLA finishes this week. If they like lose and do something weird, then they'll be angry in Vegas. If they win, then I think it opens it up because then they have no reason to win in Vegas. So, but I would go Wazoo. Was I'm I'm taking. You know what? If we're picking dark horses, I'm going Utah. I, I that's I, a good one. I think that's a I think that's a pretty solid team. Either of the Mountain schools, I could see doing it, but I think Utah has got the higher ceiling, just just based on what I've seen from them this year. But certainly going to be fun. Zach Anderson Yoxheimer is the host of Locked On UCLA YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts, getting us ready for some college hoops next week hope we have a media deal soon thanks zach thanks at me not that you care you know obviously <laughs> you've got a deal for your squad uh all right that's enough for today P- appreciate everyone listening see you next time have a wonderful rest of your day